Good morning. Hi. Tell out a morning to you, sorry. Top of the morning to you, too. How are you doing? Sure, and you betcha. Had me lucky charms this morning, feeling great. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it's been a long day. Yeah, that sugary well, cereal. Sugary cereal, you all hyped up, are you? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> am I having a lot of ringing going on here, or is this just uh, echoing in my own ear? Uh, echoing in your own ear. Oh, okay, good. All right. Okay. I have some new headphones or new uh, earpieces in, and it's just, uh, it might be that I'm just hearing myself in my other ear for the first time. <laughs> yeah, it echoes it around echoing, my brain. It was echoing straight through. Yeah, there's a big old echo chamber in the middle there. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to the Kali discussion this morning. Are you welcoming me? Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> it's good to be here. <laughs> uh, well, and to everybody else that kind of listens in whenever they listen in, great to have you with us too. As uh, we have our discussion this week, I forgot to post last week. <laughs> I was so busy last week, and I'm going to be crazy busy this week as well. It was such a crazy week. And we had a good discussion Friday. And didn't record it. Yes. Well, was it? Yeah, Friday. Yeah, Friday we had a great discussion. We didn't record it. I don't even know what to talk about. <laughs> it, was, it was really great. That's right. It was remember. so good. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. I can't remember. <laughs> Made a good impression on both of us. Yeah, exactly. And we, we were so inspired. Uh, what was it again? <laughs> <laughs> forgot, uh, forgot all about it now. Oh well. Uh, oh well. But yesterday we you brought up something that I think is um, is kind of important for us to talk about as well. Was that only yesterday? Um, that was only yesterday. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. So the the whole um, consideration of um, the difference between not worrying about tomorrow and planning. Right. Yeah, you know, I looked, I was trying to do my own due diligence in that just to try to figure out, you know, the, the difference between the two and everything else. And and I, I didn't do a lot of studying or anything like that about it, but I was just, I was looking for the word plan yeah. or planning or whatever. You know, I could not find that. Uh, well, I was looking in King James, of course, with the court concordance, yeah. but I could not find it in there anywhere. Yeah. Well, and, play, play. <laughs> it's like leadership, you know. It's like um, uh, it's not really laid out as a word. The principles are implied. And, right. And, uh, and that's the, you know, kind of, that's what I find a lot of um, <laughs> is like the letter of the of the text it becomes more important than the spirit, you know the 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 heart behind the text or or what is the mind behind the the, the logos 
yes. the thought, so intent, is, purpose, and motive. Right, yeah. right. So what is, you know, what is God's intent in saying that? We go like, that's not a word, so we eliminate it. And, uh, right. <clears throat> but, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For another plan that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for the disaster. Give you a future and a hope. Yeah, and seeing King James, it says thoughts. Yeah, well, and now Which, there is exactly yeah. what it is. It's the the thought, the intent behind it. What, right. what is God? You know, right. Um, yeah. So it, it is there. <laughs> we we just and and it's like if, unless you go to other translations, you don't find the word leadership, you know, either. But if you you know, when I, and that was the thing is like people were saying, well, God never talks about leadership, so it's not important. And, and yet the world knows it's important. They right. emphasize it. Um, well, mentoring and, isn't in there either, but yet, exactly. but yet the principle of it is because of the uh, make, make disciples. Right. And, and exactly. So, you know, and the same as like the word influence or, but then on the other hand, you know, control is not a word that's used, but yet um, it, it is. As the Gentiles do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And benevolence means, in a sense, oppression. You know, it's like, I, I will give you something, you know, if you just comply or, or conform to what I want. That's also what Jesus spoke about. <clears throat> so... So there is this always, we've got to, in, I was, um, you know. We, wait a minute, was, wait a minute, wait a minute. Run that by me again. Uh, because benevolent, the word benevolence, uh, as far as what you're saying there, because I don't, we could just skip right through that and somebody not get that. <laughs> All right. So, so Jesus, in, in, I think it's Luke chapter 19, when, when Jesus was speaking to the disciples. And he said, um, you know, the, the, the rulers of this world, they exercise authority over you and lord it, well, lord it over the Gentiles. So the Gentile leaders or the heathen leaders right. exercise lordship and control kind of thing or whatever over people. And he said, and they are, you know, benevolent leaders, but the word there is not like nice. <laughs> they right. were like, if you comply, I will reward you. And, right. It's a way of control. So, yes, it's a control factor. <clears throat> so, so, and he was talking about leadership. He was talking about right. the type right. of leadership. And of course, that was my defining scriptures for, for my whole conviction in starting the KLE group, the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Group, was just those, that, that scripture right there because I saw how many leaders, even in our so-called Christian world, that implement or apply um, Gentile model in, of leadership, but hoping right. to get king, calling it kingdom, hoping to get kingdom results, and it doesn't work. Yeah, if you're not going the way I'm going, hit the road, bub. Yeah. Hit the road, okay. Jack. Because this, uh, it brings in division, which is two visions, and we're going to have a problem because this is the vision the Lord's given me to take this place. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. So, you know, we, 
that's what we've got to understand is, you know, is that we can, and I think that that has helped me so much as when I read the Bible now, it's like not, not to insert my, my opinion or my right. theology or my dogma. And, and I, I'm using that on purpose is because what we think is doctrine is actually um, we've inserted our dogma on in, into how we read things. So, um, uh, and, and listen, I, I, I'm not taking anything away from the Word of God, you understand? But I'm looking for, now I'm reading it to say, from the perspective, what is God's perspective on this? What is He, right. what is he <clears throat> trying to communicate? What idea, what intention, what, what is his heart? What is his mind on this specific, you know, topic or on that scripture? It's just like we can, we kind of throw things in people's face and go, that's it. You know, you are um, rejected because of this, but we haven't quite understood what the Lord is planning, you know, to us. What's the heart behind it? And I right. think that's where, where in John it talks about, um, Gospel of John, it says, you know, grace and truth. We can have a lot of truth, but it can be legalism. Oh, yeah. But if, you, but if you've got grace, grace is the heart of God, the mind of God. And it says we have the mind, the counsel, we have the mind of Christ, you know. So right. That, that means we, we need to understand, and we can understand, we should understand the purpose of the, and the intention and the heart behind what we are bringing. Right. And that's why it says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, because we have that ability to allow or disallow that mind of Christ in us. And we can go by our own mind or the way we've been taught or anything else or by the mind of Christ. I mean, we have that we have that ability. So let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. And that follows along with something you posted this morning about, you know, seeing not just doing things on our own selfish motive, but, but making sure that we see somebody else and help bring them to the fullness of stature of life. Um, I mean, basically that's what you were saying, but see, that's the same thing I'm doing right now. I'm taking what I see in what you said or stated, even though it's not legally exactly what you stated, but the heart behind it is, and that's what Logos, I guess that's, that's the thing that gets me is that we think Logos is the written scripture, but it's not. It's Logos is the thought, intent, purpose, and motive behind what is spoken. That's what became flesh. That's who Christ is. He was the very thought, intent, purpose, and motive behind everything God the Father did or does. And so when you see Logos, you see it's the heart. It's the it's. It's what was behind everything from the very beginning when God said, let there be. And so he had a, um, and that brings me to another word there, uh, uh, strategy. He had a strategy. Uh, You see, that's again, it's not a word that's used, but yet it's strongly implied. Uh, You know, if I look at at the model of Jesus' leadership, Right, because he he was a leader, and I heard this yesterday. I thought this was incredible. It's like history is not the study of uh, just like um, history is not just the study of 
random things. It's the study of people that have brought tremendous action through through um, through their lives that has changed things. And right. that's history is the study of action takers. I mean, you know, if you study American history, we're studying, you know, um, Columbus arriving and, you know, going through tremendous opposition to actually discover a new world. Right. When we study, when we study history, we're studying Lincoln, you know, Abraham Lincoln, who went through tremendous opposition and failure in his life to actually become the founding president for the United States of America. And and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And so we we when we look at go to the to the scripture, you know, when we go to the Bible, we begin to look at and, and the, that was the thing is we look at Jesus, we you know, we kind of want to put him in this model of you know, I don't know, it's like a religious model. We kind of put him in and, and he's and he's all those things, I don't get me wrong, but we kind of get thing wrong sometimes for me is that that's my mentor in leadership because when I look right. at Jesus you know the, the, the strategy got the father's strategy to insert Jesus as a son at such a time as when he arrived was perfect the, the, the terms like we use church you know just a random term you know, we think it's like something new it's not it was it was a word that was being used throughout the Roman Empire. So Ecclesia was a, a term that they... So when Jesus said, upon this rock I will build my church, the disciples knew exactly what he was talking about. They didn't go, oh, what is he talking about? They knew right. exactly what he was talking about. You know? So the, his insertion, his exit strategy, you know, it's good for you that I leave because he, he knew that he would empower them, build a team, empower them, equip them, uh, and release them. Well, that's what empowerment is, is releasing them, and exit so that they could complete the task. You know, it's right. just like, it's perfect. It's just like such a perfect strategy. And that's the thing. It's like, And you, of course, often bring out the whole concept of the seven... Um, Words pillars. or wisdom, or the yeah. seven pillars of wisdom, you know, and I kind of started on that. And, and that well, wait for the book. Wait for the book, and I, and then you don't have to study it. <laughs> ah, you're bringing out a book on it. You you can study you can study whatever it is you're supposed to study, and I'll bring out the book, and then you then you get caught up on thirty years of, of my messing around. Oh, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. So when do we finish this book? I don't know. Uh, anything you're expecting usually takes nine months. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. But hey, well, the, that's exciting. That's exciting. The, gotta, the, I guess the thing that got me, especially this morning, it says, "Now, thee, my son Timothy, according, I want you to war according to the prophecies." Uh, which before went on thee, that thou mightest mightest buy them war a good warfare and that brought me back to that the actual greek word there is uh um, um oh shoot what is it Strat stratuo or stratia a stratia 
Um, you yeah, minus yeah. war, which is stratuamai. Uh, you minus war, stratuamai, a good warfare, stratia. Yeah. There's a stratuamai, which is the, it, it's actually a military campaign. It's actually, um, it's also in other places, uh, it talks about executing the apostolate with the arduous duties and functions uh, to contend with carnal inclinations. So, but, you, but you're a soldier. It means to soldier or to go to a war. Uh, but in any war, there's a stratuamai, there's a strategy, there's a, there's a way that you go about it in order to, in order to defeat an enemy, just like he, just like Paul says in another place, I want you to, I want you to run as though you're going to win this thing. You don't just run haphazardly, just like you don't beat the air haphazardly. In a fight, you don't just start whaling your hands around. You do have a specific strategy, and that's why it says here, I want you to war or stratuamai, the very stratia, uh, which is the strategy. I want you to I want you to operate according to the strategy that has been given you by the prophecies that have gone on before concerning you. So God has already spoken certain things into our life that gives you a strategy. It lays out. Um, just like I said before, you know, in the um, um, wisdom hath builded how builded her house, she hath hewn out her seven pillars and uh, seven different uh, Hebrew words for the word wisdom in Proverbs, actually. Uh, and one of them is the enterprise or the whole deal or what's to be accomplished. There's a there's a something there's something to be accomplished that's new, that's fresh, that's something that God wants done. It's a it's an enterprise. And it says, now I'm giving you the orma or the strategy in order to fulfill that enterprise. So I'm going to lay out a plan or a pattern. And that's why it says also too, thou son of man, show the house to the house and let them measure the pattern. There is a pattern to the house. And if they're ashamed of their iniquities, then show them the forms thereof and the patterns thereof and all the goings out and the comings in thereof and all the laws thereof and all the ordinances. I mean, show them everything. But unless they're ashamed of their own iniquities, don't show them anything else. Just show them the house and let them measure the pattern that's in your life. That means that you're going a certain place. And that doesn't mean to sit down like uh, in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil to sit down and you make your list and check them twice, you know, this is what you're doing, you know, and then you begin to take all the life out of it. We want to, as sons of God, learn to operate by the prophecies that have gone on before concerning you. You take what God has spoken to you, and then you find out what is life, and you apply that life back into your, back into the strategy. It's not, it's not just starting to plan it out where you plan the thing to death. But we are sons of God, which are supposed to operate by the tree of life, not by the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's right. Well, any, any strategist will tell you that um, the strategy is the guideline. It's, yeah. it's, it's action. It's, um, it's what way to initiate. Way to yeah, the next step. Exactly. So you, uh, you, and, and uh, you know, somebody said that strategic planning is, is taking a distant things, but a close view of this 
And mm. so is oh, could like, you repeat that? So strategy, strategic planning is taking a distant view of close things, but also a close view of distant things. Mm. So when I do a strategic planning um, retreat or planning workshop with with business leaders um, and teams, then we basically start from the big picture and we draw right down to uh, the small picture. And the small picture is to actually arrive at initiatives. But any strategist will tell you that the battlefield is fluid. You've got to right, be able right. to, that's why you have a strategic plan because if you don't have a strategic plan, nobody, it's the sound of, of, the, of the vision. A vision without a strategy is just a wish. And a strategy right. without a vision is just, uh, you know, is just a, a track with no direction. So you've got to balance, you've got to have both, but the, the strategy is initiating everybody to be moving in the same direction. And then the whole thing is fluid. I always tell people, is like, no plan is written in stone. A plan is written to give you guidance so that you're making decisions that move you constantly towards the right thing. Ultimately, you've got to believe Number one, that your mission, your assignment, and your purpose in life is God-given. And that you are going to, you know, your destination, in effect, your overall big picture idea of where you believe God is directing you. The thoughts, the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. It, you know, is that, that you believe that you are moving in a direction. But now... What steps are you going to take today? What are you going to do tomorrow? What are you going to do this week, this month, this year? What happens is we we start on January the 1st with good um, ideas for the year. You know, what do they call it? The New Year's resolution. Right. But then, but then the 31st of December, we still look exactly the same as we did the 1st of January. We've not increased. We've not progressed. We've not... Um, We've not accomplished anything, and and you know, and the the graveyard is full of people with wonderful wishes, great ideas that never got implemented, never moved them forward. You know, it's because they don't have a strategy. Any way, anything that's doing something amazing. I, I was listening this morning. Um, there's a huge real estate company, massive, that one of the top five hundred in the world. And what they be, they build, they were building six, was it six hundred thousand or six thousand um, apartments a month in China, but mm. then they got off their strategy and they started. Uh, they bought a football club. They bought. They started a football academy. They started a. They built a football stadium. They then went into. Um, they bought an electric car company, and and all of these, none of these things are actually related to their to their uh, destination, to their direction, to what their re initial purpose they decided was. 
which is property. And now people are sitting that they will never get the, that investment money to buy apartments and they'll never see them. Because yeah. Do you know do you know who Orville Redenbacher is? Huh? Orville Redenbacher. Do you know who he is? Uh-uh. Never met him, huh? <laughs> no. He's the yeah, guy that uh, uh, if you go into a grocery store, he's probably the most prevalent guy uh, on, that made popcorn. Uh, right. And his face is on his little packages, you know, Orville Redenbacher's famous popcorn, you know, all this sort of stuff. Anyway, he says he says you find one thing to do and you do it well. Yeah. And he says I that's what I did with my popcorn. I found one thing and I developed it to the point where now it is something where as a general rule here in the United States at least he's kind of like a household name. I mean, people know yeah. as a general rule, who he is. So because he he did one thing and and um uh, when I had my business and stuff, uh, and I was working quite a bit doing a bunch of different landscape design and construction and, and things like that. I remember this one guy telling me, he said, Steve, you do too many things. And because you do so many different things, people don't identify you. And he says, if you would do that one thing, and do it well, you would have a you would have a great name for yourself. Right. And not that I want a great name for myself. No, it's no, just no. it just made a lot of sense that I was yeah. spreading myself too thin with too many different because oh yeah, I can do that. Oh of course I can do that. Well yeah, I can do that. Well sure, you know, yeah, I'll do that for this amount of money. And I end up piddling around making making nothing. Yeah. When I could have, yeah, Jack of all trades, master of none. master of none, yeah, and that's right, and that that brought me to something when I I was reading through one day, and I just I came across this verse, First Corinthians fourteen, and starting with verse seven, it says, and even things without life, giving sound, whether pipe or harp, except they give a distinction in the sounds. How shall it be known what is piped or harp? For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? So likewise, you, except you utter by the tongue word, uh, words easy to be understood, how shall it be known what you're speaking? For you shall just speak into the air all these words. There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and not one of them is without signification. Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of the voice, I shall be unto him that speaks a barbarian and him who speaks a barbarian unto me. The word meaning, as we've talked about before, is the word dunamis, power. So if I don't know, if I don't know the distinction in your voice that gives me direction, that gives me purpose, that gives me, that helps me get on board with what you're saying right then, it becomes powerless words that just I might as well be just speaking them out of the air because they're not going to they're not going to land like God says the words that I the word that I sent forth it will accomplish the purpose that I sent it to accomplish. If we're to be like our Father, the word that we speak, the words that we speak even 
should be full of power and should give direction, purpose, and meaning so that there is a distinction in the voice so that it brings, it will not fall to the ground and die, but it will accomplish the purpose which I send it to accomplish or which God sent it when he spoke it through me in the beginning to accomplish. That's why the prophecy, you know, war according to the prophecies. There's, there's so many different things the Lord has spoken to us. If we stay true to that, just stay true to what that is the Lord told us to do, we would be fine. I went off the other day again, and, that, and somebody called me about um, a fountain that they were having a problem with. So I drove an hour and 15 minutes uh, to look at this little tiny fountain and change out the pump. I thought, well, I can make a couple hundred bucks, you know, changing out this fountain. And I get over there and, and the guy says, yeah, the pump's turned off. Yeah, here, look. And he showed me that he had turned it off and everything. So I go over there and I, I clip the cord to the pump <laughs> and just about blew myself in the end of the garden. Oh, no. <laughs> you know it's a good thing it blew me back you know rather than rather than right there but, I mean, i'm talking you know i'm talking a lot of voltage here but uh um on the way home i i didn't tell connie about it she's gonna hear this just like you did for the first time you know uh, but as i'm going home she says where are you and i said well i'm just coming back from tyler i just uh was looking at a fountain really you know like did god tell you to do that you know or so what is it he are you doing that? Yeah. yeah yeah why why are you running around doing this type of stuff when you could actually be writing the things you're supposed to be writing doing the things you're supposed to be doing right. talking and encouraging the sons of god that you're supposed to be helping to bring them into the fullness and stature of christ why aren't you just doing that you know why why are you looking for all this stuff, you know, for a couple hundred bucks, maybe? Yeah. yeah. You know, isn't when you look at it in that perspective, you go, well, no wonder there's no power in the voice. You know, no wonder there's no, I'm, I'm looking for signification in something I used to do. Well, you know, exactly. you, so you're trying to go back to the past and you know, hopefully trying to get some, some like, you know, signification or some kind of, uh, you know, comfort from being the expert back there, you know. But yeah. the thing about it is we cannot live, you know, we learn from history, but you cannot live in history, you know. It's like um, the future is, is coming. We, we were talking about that, uh, you mentioned in the group, um, you commented on that one post that I posted about the, about the um, how the, new, the, the the young guys are now looking for for input from church or, or from the church community into their vocation, and and um, and you you were mentioning that like maybe the old the old generation you know, I don't know they they didn't need it so you know they don't think that the young generation needs it they don't pay attention to it but the world is changing <laughs> right so the whole the whole and that's what i'm saying that's what i've been saying to the church at this as i kicked out of the church because of it but i was saying to them you've got to begin to change your relevance 
And the one guy, one guy, I sat in a in a meeting with a guy, and he, he goes, "Oh, well, we don't want lights and and you know, flashing lights and music and stuff in our meetings." I said, "Well, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the relevance to where people are right now. They right. they don't want to sit in a meeting and hear a nice talk. They want right. practical implementation on how they can be." effective within the community and within the context of their own world that they're living in right now. Yeah, how can I impact the world that I'm living in when I don't even know how I don't even know what this does to impact my life. Exactly. And you know, it's a, that's fine. You're telling me to come to church, come sit in the meeting, but what what does that mean? And like we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, like I drove past the church, I saw a signboard that says you know, evolution versus the Bible. Now, as, right. as important as that is, I understand that. But as a as a topic for right now in a crisis situation, you know, we should be communicating like, how do you survive a crisis? How do you, you know, how do you keep your family together? How do you keep a, um, you know, how do you, do your work. What is the principles involved in work and yeah. connecting with people in in your in your in your, in your framework and within your influence center? How do you minister to them in a crisis? But if you're not led by the Spirit of God, you're not going to be able to do that anyway, because you're going to be no. always searching. You have to perform Sunday mornings. You have to you perform do. Wednesday nights. Of course. But the thing is, you, you, that's what we come back down to, you see, is that right. we come down to what, how do I interpret the will and the intention of what I'm hearing? The Spirit of God right. is leading all the time. But right. How do we interpret what he's saying? We're interpreting it through our little framework that we have. Right. And, and that's my challenge is that let's go beyond the concept. Let's go to the precept. Let's understand the mind of God. Let's understand right. the... You know, where is God come? And that's the whole point with kingdom leadership equipping is that we have, we're equipping leaders with a different perspective, a different view, a different way. Are you supposed to see it from your father's, the king's perspective? That's how you exactly. Exactly. But we don't, we can't because our perspective is government, is, is democracy. Yeah. It's, it's a president. It's, it's a, it's a prime minister. It's a, a Congress or a Parliament. It's from that whole, you know, um, from a from a very Western kind of mindset, right. um, you know, and and we're not viewing it from a King's mindset, right? King's domain. So he's not interested in how you interpret what he says, right? That's you, a, you, go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. sorry. No, no, go no, ahead. Go. No. no, I was just going to say you've got to, you've got to understand the heart of the king, and right. obey right. him accordingly. You know, right. And what I was thinking about uh, when you're saying that is about the word church. Just the word church. Of course, once again, uh, you know, like we said earlier, it does not appear anywhere in the Bible. The word church. The word ecclesia is what was used, which was a political gathering of people. Yeah. Where whenever there was going to be a war, whenever something was going to happen 
on a civic type of mentality, the Greeks would gather together in an open forum and they would discuss these things as far as what was to be happening, what was to, you know, they would blow the trumpet, basically. There would be a distinction. They would come out of that, a distinction in the voice. But the word Kirk or church was actually a German term that came way later in the translations. And it, it meant the place where the people gathered. It wasn't the, it wasn't the ecclesia, which Christ said. And he said that very specifically. He says, I, I want this ecclesia. You know, I, this is what I came for. The ecclesia is going to be my bride. You know, the, all of that stuff. The, it, he talks about the ecclesia very specifically because at that time, any Greek or anybody, anybody in that time frame would have understood what an ecclesia was. We don't know what an ecclesia is because we don't have that same type of thing happening politically or uh, churchically <laughs> or anything else. But yet later, the translators put in that word church. It came out of that German term, Kirk, which was the place where the people gathered together for religious purposes. That's what the definition of Kirk is. And that's why we still say we're going to church. That's right. That's why we say that. And every yeah. time we say the word church, that's what we're saying. Even though we're trying to say it's a called out people. No, it's not. The ecclesia is. Yeah. But church. Yeah. So once again, that type of thing. And, and that's what we're talking about here is you can't. We can't get into the legal things of the. We have to find out what the thought intent, purpose, and motive of God was when he began to speak these things, because that gives us a strategy. That's the prophecy. That's the thing that gives us the purpose and direction, is the heart that he said when he spoke it in the beginning. What was it he said? What was his heart in this? What was his intent? What was his motive? That's what I'm on the earth to fulfill. So I'm preaching to myself. I'm, I, I'm, yeah. I, I, but, but once again, it's what it's doing in me is it's making a distinction in the voice again for me to be able to take it apart, separate it, look at it, and then put it back together again, just like I do in pumps or anything else. You know, I take it apart, I look at it, and then I, I put the things back together so it functions properly. Yeah, yeah. Well, coming back to our original thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we went all around it, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good because what we're doing is, is like discerning, you know, what we're reading. Because just because we don't see the word doesn't mean it, God right. is implying that we should right. actually be, you know, have a, a management of our life. Because that's strategic planning is a leadership management tool right plan is a, a leadership management tool now i've coached people and you know i say to them okay you know let's lay out um what do you see you, where do you see yourself in five years time not just as a vision but with roles how do you see your roles laid out um in your and i'm not talking about mid, mid kind of roles i'm talking about your your 
functional role. Have a look right. at you know as as a husband, as a wife, as a as a son, a daughter, as a as a you know what else do you see? Oh, I see myself as a CEO of my own company. Okay, so we've got something. And uh, you know, and, and so, some Christians have said to me, "Well, no, you know, I I just believe uh, anything can happen." So, well, then that's exactly what you're going to have. <laughs> anything can yeah. happen. They go, what? "What do you mean?" I said, yeah. anything. It's like anything can happen. And and yeah. and the, you know, it's easy to be a dead fish because dead fish float. You know, it's yeah. just like they and they actually stink river. after they stink after a while yeah. too. Exactly, but you know, you just. It's like a boat without oars or without a motor, without a rudder. It's just like you're just floating along. Oh, look, it's wonderful. The river's taking me and you're going with the herd, with whatever anybody right. else is doing. But, you know, it's like I think there's another scripture in Proverbs that says, you know, a wise man sees trouble coming and makes provision for it. The word is planned there. And, right. Uh, but a fool ignores it and suffers the, the consequences. So, right. so Joseph. Like we, well, Joseph. Joseph could see. You know, his gifting was to see. Uh, right. You know, his gifting was to interpret. You know, the discern what what he was seeing. Right. Through dreams and and uh, and. So and then God, plan for a to... whole, plan for a whole country, and people, other nations, flowed into that country to to live, even his own he brothers. Saved. He saved an international economy. Right. You know, if you put it into realistic terms, that's what he did. And, right. and I'm going like, we, we need some Daniels today. I mean, we're all, right. I'm not Daniel Josephs, you know, and Daniels, you know. We need them in that level that actually can say, look, we've got a plan. You know, we know where we're going. This, like, uh, anyway, let's not get into that. But it says in, in Proverbs 16, 9, it says, a man's mind plans his ways. This is amplified version as he journeys through life, but the Lord directs his steps and establishes them. And right. I think that's the important thing is this always that's the fluidity of it. I plan <laughs> and but it starts off, it doesn't say the Lord directs your steps and establishes them, therefore your mind has to plan its way. Because a man's mind plans his way as he journeys through life. But the Lord directs his steps and establishes them. And this to me is like a real strategic verse to, uh, to leaders embarking in the journey of life, whether it's in their business or in their job or in their family. You know, it's just like, um, I, this is my, my take also. I'm going to be starting another Facebook group in this area is on, on marriage relationships. I go, you know, people plan for a whole year for their wedding day, one day. They plan who's going to be there, what they're going to eat, where they're going to go. They book the thing. They organize who's going to be involved, who's running this, who's doing that, the dress. The, Even you know, who's going to sit where a lot of times. I mean, yes, I've, I've done two weddings. It's like. Who sits where? They've got to be very like uh, political, diplomatic about it, so you don't get the wrong people at the table, and and you know the dates and and the traveling and who's driving cars and what you're wearing, and it's just like the whole food, everything. Plan, 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 plan. But it's a day. Nobody plans right. for the marriage, which has got to last another 50, 60, 70 years. You know, <laughs> you live. You know, it's like. 
nobody plans for that. It's like, oh, right. gee, uh, who are you? You know, it's like, yeah. I don't even know who you are. And yeah, because I've been years, planning, <laughs> planning yeah, the last. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like after the first two, three wedding nights, you know, you wake up and go, gee, who are you? You know, uh, right. do you actually do that? You know, do you actually believe that? And here comes the, you know, now we've got to begin. But we, we take it like, okay. And then suddenly, you know, one day we haven't actually found out, you know, they don't want kids or they do want kids or they want 15 kids, not five and and, you know, um, and the guy actually thinks the wife's got a great job, so she should work and he's going to stay at home. And she doesn't know about that. You know, various, various things. It's like she finds out he likes to watch TV and doesn't talk. You know, it's just like, right. okay, uh, you know, so suddenly we've got all these things going on because we haven't planned. And uh, and, and I wonder why, if, if that's maybe one of the reasons why the divorce rate amongst Christians and conservatives are higher than any other people. Uh, um, because you know, it's simply because we, you know, it's like as long as you've got Jesus, everything's okay. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Of, what do you think of this? It says the spirit is like the wind. Nobody knows where it's coming from. Nobody knows where it's going. I've heard a lot of people say, "I'm just going to move by the spirit. I'm just going to be with the spirit of God." Consequently, yeah, well, nobody knows where they're coming from. Nobody knows where they're going. Exactly. exactly. So w what we need is, you know, so that's why we gravitate to whoever sort of shouts the loudest. Right. And, um, you know, kind of, okay, let's follow that one. They've got a loud, loud shout. And um, you know, that one's shouting loudest. And, you know, oh, look, they've got something big going. Oh, oh, they wear a white suit. Let's follow them. Right. And so here we go, you know. Uh, we're flopping around with every wind of doctrine. Right. Um, oh, there he is. Oh, look, there he is. Yeah, exactly. And so, oh, you know, there's a big thing happening in town this week. You know, it's like, this is it. Um, uh, and I, you know, been there, done that, I suppose, as well. You know, so, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I travel uh, for several hours to go and stay someplace in some motel and, and, and have some speaker for three, four days and then go home and and uh, live fine for a couple of days and then consequently forget everything you were just taught for the last two or three well, days. Exactly. And, and, you know, that, that's, you know, that's kind of where everything is. And, and, and I'm not saying it, it's in the world as well. I mean, you know, it's not just in the church, but that's the thing is we've like kind of adopted the same thing. And the whole, my whole approach is like, go from being a follower to being a leader, lead you first. Right leave you with a strategic plan for your life and and you know when you've got a plan for your life the lord can direct your steps and establish them it's then like in fact i, I want to look at another translation of that one uh, um, while you're while you're looking that up um one thing that i found is that you cannot turn a ship or a boat unless it's moving that's a rudder, a rudder, no, does no good unless the boat's moving. Yes, exactly. You've got to so, get out the harbor. You've got to, you, you've got to be right. moving. You, know? you start going in the direction that God told you to go. Yeah. And at that point, then He begins to direct your steps. But there's got to be some point where you step out, just like Peter stepping out of the boat. You know, at some point, you got to step out the boat. And go toward Christ. 
And the simple fact of the matter is, you know, where, where Jesus said, take no thought, anxious thought for tomorrow. He's talking right. about take no anxious thought. Not anxious not, thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But not, Does it not, say anxious? No, but what in, in context again. Look oh, what yeah, yeah, yeah. About. Okay. He says, okay. take no anxious thought for your life, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink. And, right, right, And then right. he goes on to say, and take no, take thought, no thought for tomorrow. tomorrow. Right, and right. So it implies the same thinking. You right. know what I'm saying? And, right, right. So it is like, um, but if you have a plan, you know what you're doing. You know, right. it's like, then it's like, if I, do I buy a house or don't I buy a house? Well, what is the direction I'm moving? Where am I going? Where, where, what do I see for the next 5, 10, 15 years of my life? Right. And I've told all my boys that, as, you know, when, you, when you're getting married, don't marry somebody that's going against the purpose of God for your life, for the, for the, for the direction of your life. That, you, you're going to live in prison then. You're going to live in hell because you're going to constantly have the, this um, something inside of you driving you towards a destiny, and and you're going to have somebody in your life who's significant in your life opposing you all the time. It's going to be really, really tough. Isn't that so, like being unequally yoked? Because that means, yeah. you know, you're you're hooked up with another oxen or something else that's pulling this cart. And because you're pulling one way, this other person's pulling completely the different direction. And you both feel like this is the direction you're supposed to go, but you're not right. equally, you're not going toward that same purpose and that same oh, vision. That's right. That's right. So that's exactly right. it's important to be on the same page. It's important to find out, you know, especially when you're getting married, uh, like you said, to, to find out where that person is, to find out what they're, you know, who they are, uh, because if you cannot pull that cart together, you're going to feel like you're just dragging that other person through life. Exactly. And, and the simple fact of the matter is, is that when you begin to strategize your life, when you begin to actually manage who you are, where you go, how you're going to get there, it, it starts dropping people off from, your, from, from around you. Because you right. start choosing, you know, start saying, you know, that relationship is not good for me. It's not good for where I'm going. They, they actually right. are going to be not, they're not the right people to go on this journey. So yeah, that goes back to that word stratuamai, though. I mean, it goes back to we're in a war. It, and it, he yeah. says that you are soldiers set for a purpose. Now, realize who you are. Take a look at who you are and realize you're in a warfare. Now, war or stratumai, war according to the strategy. War, war with this because there is a strategy that I have for you that I want to fulfill in your life. And if you don't, if you don't buckle up your shorts here and and find the direction you're going in you will just continue to wander in the wilderness and never get into your promised land. Well, exactly. And, and that's the truth of it. You, you, you'll just float through life. And, you know, and that's another thing I posted is like, you weren't born to make an income, you know, right. just to, to get to, to be yeah, born, born to make an impact. But you're born to make an impact. You were, right. That's your, your, your design. That's your DNA. That's why people are so frustrated and depressed with everything else. Because they just float through life hoping for, for retirement when they 
to retirement. Then I think Mark Twain said this. He said, "There's um, three important events in your life: the day you're born, the day you die, and the day and and um, no two events: the, the day you're born and the day you find out why." Um, hmm. Like that's that is two major events in your life, and yeah. that defines everything. But the problem is, is that if you don't begin to, like you say, sail out the harbor and begin to set direction, you don't. You, you will never set direction because you know it's like it's like um, me saying, you know what, Steve? Um, yeah, I'm gonna go travel. Um, I think I, I'd like to come visit you. But I don't actually know where you are. I don't know where I am. And so I'm just going to like get on the road and I'm just going to sort of head off in some direction. Hope that somehow. Hope I find you. Um, I hope, yeah, I'm just, I sort of stumble upon you, you know, in the plan of God somehow. You know, it's never going to work. <laughs> I might end up in Alaska. You know, I don't right. know. It's just like, right. uh, it's it just, you know, on the opposite end of the world. And that's kind of what we do. So our oh, Christ said that too. He says you're you're like the blind leading the blind, and, and you happily, ah. happily feeling after Him, God, yeah. happily feeling after God, though He be not far from any one of you. It's like it's like we've got we've got our eyes closed and we're out there trying to feel where He's at, and He's right there in front of us all along. Yeah. And well, we just exactly. yeah, you know, and we're it's almost like you're seeing but not seeing. You're hearing, but not hearing. And he's basically the only time when we get direction, it is that finding out what you are or who you are, or why you were. It's, it's not even all the, I don't have to know everything. I just have to know what my next step is. <clears throat> if I take that next step, he will sustain us. He will direct our paths he will begin to do all this stuff and show us because our plan is I'm going that way. Now, Paul even said that. Paul said that in Acts. He said, I essayed to go to wherever it was. He said, because I felt, I heard them call saying, come help me. So I essayed to go, but the spirit of the Lord prevented me. And I thought, now, isn't that interesting? He he started to go just because he knew that in the purpose of God or in, in what God had originally told him anyway, I want you to go help. I want you to go do this. You know, anybody who's, you know, I, I want you to build and equip the body of Christ. That's what I want you to do. So he yeah. thought, well, this is within that. This is within that scope. So he essayed to go. He started to go. But the spirit of the Lord prevented him and sent him someplace else. I'm going now that is something that's not taught that I'm still going to go with the original plan that I know in my heart God gave me, but he can still supersede that and say, no, not maybe at this time or no, go here first or no, go here and do this. I, I can still do, I mean, he can still do that. He's, he's God. <laughs> I mean, he's Lord. He has that option. So, but, but I still, I still have certain things in my life. He told me to go heal the sick. Do I have to pray about that anymore? No. But if he stands up and, and says, I want you to go here first, or I want you to go do this, then I go do that. But it's, it's, there is a, 
there is a strategy once I know the voice of God. And, and I guess that's what I'm getting back to all the time is even though I don't, I'm not overly anxious or anxious about tomorrow, I still know when I wake up tomorrow, I still know what to do because he's already, he's already prophesied that he's already spoken that he's already yeah. said, this is who you are. This is what you do. So, you know, you just go about your day and in the course of that, then he directs your path. Yeah. Well, and of course you have these people that uh, today God's saying this, tomorrow God's saying that, the next day God's saying something else. Yeah. Like, you know, they're like stuck on a, a pinball machine. Right. It's all over the place, you know, every other day. If it's not working, God says something else, you know. Yeah, he like, changes his mind. He changes his mind all the time, you know, just in right. their life. Um, right. And and uh, it's like the one guy who sat next to a missionary flying back to the States from America, I mean, from Africa. And he said, uh, you know, they got talking. And was, he didn't know he was a missionary. He just said, you know, so what's, you know, what you've been doing? So what what is you know what did God tell you to do? And he said, Oh, God spoke to me about this five years ago to plant churches in Africa. Where did he say how many churches did you plant? And he said, Oh, about um, it's like a thousand two hundred churches or something. And he goes, uh, Oh, and and what is God saying to you now for the future? And he goes, uh, to, to keep doing what I've been doing for the past twenty five years. And I thought, you know, that's the kind of thing don't have is that this man God has given him a purpose and he you know God gave him a strategy and he stuck with it and he just stuck right. with it and he, and, and he is obviously fluid on the ground he's like if there's situations arising he moves around it but he knows clearly this is what he's been said to do however you want to interpret that but the fact of that is that's his direction that's what he's doing and I, you know, it's like that, that kind of or integrity, that's, that's right, the word right. that, is that there's integrity to that. Well, and there's a, there's a distinction in the sound in his voice, exactly. in his so life. People, so people know how to contribute to that, know how right. to support that, know how to be part of that, because they, they know how to team up with that, associate with that. Because there right. is that distinction of this is my direction, and uh, and I you know I just think about, I mean listen these are things that nobody taught me because we went to Bible right. school we weren't taught leadership or management we were just taught theology we were just taught you know this is the Bible this is what you preach you know God is good and and, and all of that is true I'm not getting away from that but right. okay, like we started the ministry and. We had no clue on how to deal with people. We had no right. clue on how to set strategy for, for what well, we Because it's about your ministry. It's about you. It was all about my ministry, about my gifting. Right. That was yeah. it. It was my yeah. gifting and that yeah. was it. And my right. ability to communicate using my gifting to communicate what I learned about the Bible. And, right. and the, again, it, there's nothing taken away from that. But, you know, when we've got, when we've got 7,000 pastors, a month resigning in America alone. Yeah, yeah. You've got to ask yourself, you know, what's gone wrong? And when you see, I mean, every other day you hear a story about a church about 
pastors, leaders failing, you know, elders right. failing. Um, in morally, in character, uh, just in life, burnout, it just tells you there's no, there's no leadership and there's no management. It can right. just on and on and it goes. So the, the message Bible of that same of Proverbs 69 says, 69 says this, is we plan the way we want to live, but only God makes us able to live. Right. And you see, it's like not taking it out of God's hands. You're going, God, I'm going to, I'm going to be a good steward of my life. I'm going to be a good steward of this purpose you put in my life, and I'm going to set the direction. And but I'm trusting you that you directed my steps. You enabling me to live. You, it's this is like a plan. Is, is uh, you know what what I thought of in, in the scripture. I often use when I do workshops on, on strategy for life, strategy for leadership. Is you know um, the woman that had the jars. If a prophet um, uh, Elijah's or yeah, Elijah yeah had the go, cruise of oil and the, yeah. That's right. Go, go, get your sons to go in and fetch uh, as many bottles of oil as they can. And and uh, and so they brought and as as long as they collected bottles, there was oil. But when right. they stopped bringing bottles, jars, whatever, the oil ran out. And and um, and so, but she was able to keep pouring oil into those jars, which then she could sell, which then could, she could then um, set her sons free from being sold into slavery. And so uh, she could pay the debt, you know. And and um, uh, those jars symbolize a plan. When we when we set direction for our lives, we plan it. We go, oh, you know, this is stage one. This is stage two. This is stage three. This is my values. This is my mission. This is my vision. This is my initiative. This is my goal. This is my objectives. These are the action steps I'm going to take today, tomorrow. If we begin to set that, those are like jars that God can fill the void. Right. And, and it's not written in stone, but it's giving God something to work with. And like you say, if you're not moving, something out of the direction. You know? and the, but the thing is, we've got this haphazard moving. You know? It's like, oh, I'm going to preach this, and I'm going to go there, and I'm going to. And it's like, you know, is this in the strategy? Is this in God's strategy for me? Right. Christ had a strategy, too, when he fed the 4,000 and the 5,000, not only to teach the disciples something, but to demonstrate the kingdom of God at that point. And he did it very specifically because the disciples came to him and said, hey, these people haven't eaten all day. Should we go buy something? And um, which uh, implied that they actually had money, (laughs) Uh, you know, or money enough to go buy something for the people um, or at least relied on Christ to get it. Uh, anyway, um, he said, no, have them all sit down. And so they sat them down and he says, what do we have? And he said, well, we have these five loaves and or we have these loaves and fish, this little boy's lunch. And he says, uh, give it to me. So they gave it to him and he blessed it, break it. And as they distributed that, it multiplied as they distributed it. It right. didn't happen right then when he blessed it. It's as they distributed it. Yeah. 
it began to multiply. It it reminds me kind of of this. You were telling the story of that guy on the airplane, and uh, I had a guy call me up. This is thirty some odd years ago, and uh, <laughs> he says, uh, "Hey, Steve, how you doing?" I said, "Oh, I'm doing fine." He says, "What are you What are you doing right now?" I said, "Well, I'm doing this, this, and this." He says, "Did God tell you to do that?" I said, "Well, uh, no." He told me to do this, this, and this. He says, then what in the world are you doing? Take heart, oh stump, and hung up the phone. (laughs) And I thought, what? You know, why? I got mad, you know. I'm thinking, what are you talking about? And then I'm thinking, what does it mean, take heart, oh stump? And I had to look it up, you know, as far as uh, Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar, you know, about the, the, the dream of the stump. And, um, what he was saying was, is you've been cut off, but now you've got this little growth coming again. He's telling you what to do. You've got to follow what he's told you to do and don't deviate from that. Don't keep finding all this other stuff to do. Why are you doing that? Take heart, oh stump. Yeah. And I thought, man, oh man. Yeah, I was cut off. Yeah, I was cut off. What I thought was the prime of my life. And cut down into this little stump but take heart oh stump i mean you know don't don't keep looking for god gave you a purpose and a direction god made you to be a tree now be a tree (laughs) and bear the fruit he told you to bear don't don't keep doing all this other don't keep looking at all this other stuff do what i told you to do you're going to bear the fruit and that fruit shall remain that whatever you ask the father in my name it shall be done for you and i'm going oh my land i mean i was very i was upset that the guy told it to me that way but i i really appreciated that because it shook me to the point of realizing that that i was just settling for wandering yeah and i couldn't do that anymore and just connie even you know day before yesterday even connie again just just uh in her not her silence but the way she just (laughs) when i told her what i was doing you know just just i knew that that's what she was thinking god told you to do certain things why are you doing all this other stuff again and I'm going, oh, man, I'm doing it. This is 30 some odd years ago he told me this. And now I return back to that. It's almost like Christ ascended and I return back to my boat and nets. I'm going to go out fishing again. Yeah. And I'm thought, why? But you see, the thing is, Steve, is that's, that's what people, they think, you know, they read one leadership book and get one leadership degree, college degree or diploma or something. You know, and that's, that's in our life sector, got everything. And that's why there is, I mean, there's a global crisis of leadership simply because right. one, of the, one of the things we don't do is constant review, renew, reevaluate, reassess, reestablish, rediscover. Right. You know, we've got to be going back to, and, and because. Because it's a relationship, what, not a position. Well, and it is, but it's also a discipline. Right. Yes. You've got to go back to the table and say, I take out time and sit down and say, God, this is my mission. Am I on track? Right. This is my vision. That's, you know, that's the picture of my mission. 
am I on track? Uh, I've set these initiatives. How have I deviated from the initiatives? Is there something you want to take away or add to the initiatives, to the to the objectives that I I want to accomplish? To the to the like goals debriefing that, after a campaign. Yes. How how has my values shifted? You know, when you right. when, before you get married, you got certain values. When you get married, when you become a father, well, your value system shifts a little bit. When you come out of the world, you should often but you should when you come out of the world and you come into the kingdom of god you get new values you, you right should be valuing things different which means you interpret things differently right your motivation is different but you know it's like our relationships how am i with my relationships who, right who, am i spending time with the right people am i building those relationships that i need to build do i see value in this relationship that i didn't that I'm ignoring, that I should see, that could become a potential for the future. Too easily we dismiss things, and and we we kind of get caught up in our fast-paced life, and we don't take time to view, review, reassess, reevaluate, rediscover, right. refocus. Is a good you know. It's like we we all over the place, and so we just sit and you know kind of hope that you know kind of hope that. That this a miracle thing, you know, it's like playing the lotto. It's just we, right. you know, this. Oh, I mean, one lady the other day, I signed her. She was telling me she, she does something with lotto, and she says, "Yeah, I'm working overtime at the moment." I said, "Why?" She said, "Because there's 400 million dollars in the lotto, um, in, in the lotto right now." And she said, <laughs> selling more tickets than ever before. And I go, "You've got to be kidding me!" But there's not. Like, you know, there's 200 million people or 100 million people all buying tickets and you're hoping that, you know, this maybe, hopefully, you know, I heard somebody won it once upon a time and I'm hoping I win it too, you know. So, right, right. Uh, okay, so your whole life is going to be based upon that hope that you scratch or put the right number in the right place and and and, and yet rich people never play the lot. Right. You know, people that are actually doing stuff in the world don't play the lotto. They don't buy scratch cards. They they, they, they bet on themselves. They bet on the plan. That's right. The, 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 the anyway, we've gone over time, but I think it's um, it's valuable. Good good point that we brought out. Of. This is I'm very, obviously very passionate about this. Yeah. Well, it's important it's, too for this time and season because this is where a lot of people are asking this type of thing to me. Even yeah. you know how how do you how do you know if I'm not supposed to if I'm not supposed to take thought for tomorrow? How am I supposed? What am I supposed to do? I mean, am I supposed to plan? Am I supposed to do this? You know what? What is? How does this work? Right. And if we're to do it, if I'm to train them up or to equip them till we all come to the fullness and stature of Christ, Christ was the strategy. Christ was the very thought, intent, purpose, and motive of God. If I'm to bring them up into this, into Christ, then I'm bringing them up into the strategy of God. I'm bringing them up into the way he thinks, and he thinks this way. 
there's a strategy that I have toward you. <laughs> so, right. So, so yeah, we've, we've got to begin to, um, uh, we, we've got to begin to equip people as leaders, as, 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 as just as citizens of the kingdom of God, we need to understand that right. God wants us to be effective. He wants us to live out our purpose, but it's not, it's not just something that falls out of the sky. It's right. something that we, are, we have to purposely engage in, purposely decide and clarify and begin to move in that direction. Well, good stuff, man. Um, good discussions. I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged to begin and to um, release workshops and that, especially because we're going into 2022. We're going into defining times. Uh, the world is in a crisis. Uh, right. It's going to get worse, unfortunately. Sad to say. Um, I don't live in a bubble. But, you know, we, we, because we live by different economies and different, different systems, um, we live by the kingdom of right. system. So, you know, it doesn't affect us. But, you know, the world around us is going to need us to, to actually, you know, live this stuff so, they, so we bring a different sound and say, hey, we are yeah. the Joseph of this generation, you know? And uh, so. Yeah, there has to be a distinction in the sound right now to take people to Christ. That's it. Plain and simple. If Joseph, if Joseph had appeared before Pharaoh and just said, "Look, I, you know, I've got some ideas that I'm throwing around," and, you know, just, <laughs> you know, can you yeah. imagine? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think, I think, you know, I saw this, and you know, maybe, maybe if we, you know, possibly if we sort of kind of, if we threw together, together a couple of storehouses, maybe, and you know, I'm not sure how many. Or, you know, Pharaoh heard. Long. Pharaoh heard power in that voice. He heard exactly. something in that voice that made him go that direction. There was power in that voice. There was just a distinction in that voice. And exactly. there's there's got to be that uh, today in what we speak. And because yeah. you're speaking from the wisdom of God. You're speaking from the strategy of God. You're speaking from something that gives life and that more abundantly. Well, that's it. There was a clarity, you see. I mean, yes. Yes, he could, interpret, he could interpret that dream with clarity, and, right? And uh, and obviously God had revealed to him enough to bring right. those principles into play there, and going, all right, this is what we need to do to see that fulfilled. You're the guy. He must have heard something convinced him to take a a slave who was a prisoner in a dungeon and make him the prime minister of the most powerful nation in the world. Uh, I just had a picture. <laughs> I just had a picture. We were all done. And then we wound the crank on each other's back and started clanging the drum again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. Hey, we do that. Okay. Okay. All right. For another time. For another time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. We're coming to land for the third time. Fourth time. <laughs> Yeah, we circled around the landing strip. Now it's time yeah, to yeah, go. We've, we've touched down and we've gone around again and we've touched down and gone around again. <laughs> uh, you can't you can't shut us up, man. This is ah. Moo. <laughs> Moo. <laughs> hey, love you lots, man. Thanks for your time, right. Steve. Yeah, thank you. you All, All right, right, bye. Bye.
Bye-bye. God bless.